Okay, well, I couldn't be more excited today because I am actually getting to record Courtney, my oldest daughter, the one who's um, the last episode I was referring to her in. Um, Courtney is a joy to everyone who knows her. And I'm just sitting here looking at her face on the screen and, and it's my mine is lighting up. I, I miss her so much. I want to cry. But at the same time, I just just seeing you and knowing um, what God's doing right now in your life brings me an incredible, incredible amount of joy. So this is Courtney, everyone. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you, Courtney, for letting me interview you. Yes, thank you for having me. It means yeah. a lot. Okay, so we um, we were talking about how this this whole idea of uh, war rooms and battlefield and us being in the midst of a battle. We've been talking about that. You listened to the last episode about mm -hmm. how your room was quite literally turned into a war room for me and just being able to go in and intercede for you and um, consider it a, a, a privilege and a, and a calling to, to do that, to be engaged in this, this battle that we're in, even though it's not always easy, right? Um, uh -huh. And I know that you've been doing a lot of your own. Uh, you've got some war rooms of sorts over there in Thailand, and you're doing a lot of battling yourself. And it's just really cool how it's it's been a theme lately and, and uh -huh. in both of our lives. I love how God does that. Yes. yes. So you're in Thailand. Um, and I, a lot of the listeners don't I don't think they really know, know the full story here that you're what you're doing. So will you take us back? A little bit to why Thailand and how God put Thailand on your heart and yes. let's take it from there. Yes. So um, the first time I went to Thailand was with you back in 2010. Really don't even think I knew what or where Thailand even was um, <laughs> before we went and just like, came home one day like, we're going to Thailand. Okay. <laughs> um, so I really didn't know anything about about this place and um when we were there we were in Pattaya, thailand and we did a lot of prayer walking on a pier because we were reaching out to the chinese tourists and i was alone on that pier um for some reason and i saw this girl walking past me and she looked younger or as old as me and i was only 14 so very very young. And I mean, Thai people do look very young. So she could have been a little older, but she was very young mm -hmm. and she had this old man on her arm and he's wearing a t-shirt that said, good guys go to heaven, bad guys go to Patia. Mm. And she looked at me and she smiled at me. And it was almost like a scene out of a movie where everybody else just kind of faded away. And it was me and this girl. And I'm 14. I don't think I'd even kissed a boy at this point. So I didn't know. I did not understand what was going mm -hmm. on. I didn't understand what it was, but I knew it was wrong. I knew it was dirty. I knew, mm -hmm. I knew something was not right. And at that point, there were people flooding this pier. You know, there were people everywhere and there was nothing I could do mm -hmm. to help her. And she was alone and that helpless smile that she gave me was the emptiest smile. And I can close my eyes and be brought mm -hmm. right back to that spot. And I just heard this 
like not an audible voice, but you, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. thoughts you hear in your head. And I heard this thought that just said, you're coming back here mm-hmm. you're coming back, here and you're going to fight this injustice, you know? And I, and I really didn't even understand what that meant at the time. Um, but it was after that trip that I just, and I think you kind of knew too, I just had this mm-hmm. feeling I'm going back to Thailand. I'm going yep. back to Thailand. And then I got to go back again when I was mm-hmm. a junior in high school and and that was a complete different trip and it was still great and it was still fruitful, but I was with friends yeah. and it was more of just a fun thing, I think, than, than anything. And then I got to go back again when I was 20, turned 21 for my 21st birthday, got to stay with the Kennedys, our second family who I love so much. Um, yeah. And, and then here I am, you know, yeah. 11 years later, 11 years later, living, living here. And so um, cannot believe that I'm back here. Really, really can't. I know it's, it's so neat to see everything come full circle. And Mm -hmm. uh, these are some of the things that I prayed in your room. I, you know, I had, I had found something that you had written about what God was calling you to do and to be, um, to, to be, uh, his hands and feet there and to share the gospel and, uh, to see it coming all full circle into fruition is amazing, but it hasn't been easy for you. Getting there was an issue, right? Getting there was a bit of a battle. Um, when, when did you first kind of have that planned where you were going to go? It took, it took a little while, right? It wasn't, it wasn't like, okay, I've decided and now I'm going and then I'm there. So how did that play out? So kind of, going starting from where you kind of left off on your last episode um mm-hmm. 2019 was just a hard it was the hardest year mm-hmm. um, the lowest point that i i didn't know i could get to um in my life and um you know things had to happen god had to physically stop me and had to really put a halt to my self-destruction in order to save me from my own self, you know? And so I had to get to a point where I felt just so not empty, but I just, I felt like I couldn't get any lower than where I was broken, broken, broken. Mm -hmm. so broken. And I remember thinking, you know, I'm a failure. I can't accomplish mm. anything. All these thoughts in my head. And then I thought, okay, what is something that you've always wanted to do? What, what is just, what is something that you can work for and achieve? And just the thought was like Thailand, mm-hmm. you've wanted to go to Thailand. Like, can you go to Thailand? Can you get there? And so then I started researching. I tried to figure out okay, what does that, what would that even look like? How would I even get there? Like, visas, I know are tricky. Like I need money over there, you know? And so I started just, honestly, I was at title and I had a lot of time in the mornings because I worked at 6 a.m. And so I had time. Title boxing. Title boxing club. Mm-hmm. And, and then I found Travel Bud, which was this company to go teach English in Thailand. And they do your visa. They, they pay you, they, you know, they find you a job, they do all this stuff. And so I just started researching that. And I actually had a phone call with them. Um, I believe it was in May of 2019. And that's when I 
I think I even accepted, I accepted the job not long after that. And then the goal was, um, 2020. Mm-hmm. And then I was dealing with consequences of, of some actions. And so I couldn't leave in July of 2020, like I wanted. Mm-hmm. So then we were like, okay, let's go in January of 2021. Well then COVID, Yep. you know, COVID. <laughs> then COVID. COVID. How many, I wonder how many of us have said that, but then COVID. Yes. And COVID. Over and so, over. How many times have we all said that? Oh, oh so many times. And yes. So then COVID. COVID. And then that's really COVID, COVID, COVID. The, right. the multiple times that it got pushed back after that was because of COVID. But God. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. But God. I just heard, heard a sermon on this yesterday. But God and for God. And so, you know, like. Yes. God used, there was, there have been, I mean, and that's a whole other thing I could get into the reasons that the ways that God used COVID for good in my life. Um, mm-hmm. but God needed to get me here at a certain time yep. with certain restrictions mm-hmm. under certain circumstances that only COVID only COVID had produced those circumstances yeah. and they were absolutely necessary for my growth and for my spiritual walk and for, my eyes to be opened, um, and for me to be physically put in certain places. Um, and so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And on a personal note, that last time it got pushed back, I think just maybe a week or two, you were able to be there for court for Morgan's, uh, college graduation, Mm -hmm. your your younger sister. And I know what a blessing that was for her to have you there because you are truly her best friend. And Mm -hmm. then for us to have that family experience together. So that was really sweet too. So So yeah, but God and his timing is perfect. And just as I heard you describing that, it made me, it just reminded me of how God, things that aren't necessarily good in our eyes, he uses them for good. Mm -hmm. COVID, no, it's, it's not a good thing, but he has brought good out of it in your life. Yeah. And I'm sure in many lives. So that's just how he is and how good he is. So I just want to praise him and thank him for that. Yeah. Um, okay. So before we talk about what's happening in Thailand, just one other little thing, it, even, even the day that we took you to the airport was a, was a struggle, was a, was a <laughs> battle, wasn't it? I mean, you literally almost missed your flight. Like, yep. <laughs> I just think, you know, I, I, I just am so excited that you're there and that you made yeah. it and that you're doing what you're doing because I mean, some of it, okay, let's, let's face it. Some of it, it got postponed because of your own self and your own decisions, poor decisions that kind of set you back a little bit. Some of it, I believe was absolutely the Lord's timing, knowing exactly when you need to be there. But also you haven't, we have an enemy who is at mm. war and fighting and he didn't, for years, he, God, he knows what God's purpose for this, right? For you, for this, mm-hmm. for such a time as this. And, and he was doing a lot in his own power to thwart the plan and to stop the plan, but he can't do that. God's, God's Amen. plan is going to prevail, yeah. right? But, but yeah. it, it didn't stop him from trying. And uh, yeah, even at the airport, I, I'm just so grateful that uh, your sister actually came up with a good, a good plan for us to get you yes. further along in the line. So you didn't miss that, that flight. So thank you, Jesus. 
Courtney is in Thailand. Gosh. And that was, I, I don't think any of us, I don't think you or I could have realized the magnitude of what God was going to do once you got there. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. been amazing, right? It's, it's been mind blowing and mind yeah, feeling and just, yes, crazy, crazy is a great yeah. word. And we could, we could have you talk about all of this and beyond. We could probably do a whole day of interview, you know, just talking about mm -hmm. every amazing, incredible thing that he's done, but we're going to try to take some snapshots and zoom yeah. in and look at a couple, a couple, um, you know, whatever he's putting on your heart, the things that you want to share about what he's done. We've talked yeah. about that quarantine time mm -hmm. when you first got there. I know he did some big things there. If you want to, if you want to maybe start there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quarantine one, it was just two of the best weeks of my <laughs> life. I think one up until leaving for Thailand, I mean, I was especially especially in the end, middle of 2019 through the middle of 2020, July to July, I was working, you know, 75, 80 hours a week. I wasn't taking days off. I had 15 hour days, multiple days in a row. I had that goal to pay off that debt so I could leave. And, um, I did not have alone time. Right. I mean, I ever, ever, you know, and but you I, did it and you met that goal, which was yes, so yes, great, yes. but, but you, yeah, you did not have much time to yourself. No. And it, and it was, it was hard. It was so good, but it was hard. And so being in that room where not a single person was going to come in and I was in the power to talk to people, you know, like I, it was, that was just nice in itself, but, um, no, God, I mean, he needed to get me alone. Not only was I not having a lot of alone time with myself, I wasn't having a lot of alone time with the Lord. Mm. And, I, and I fully believe that one of the main reasons why he brought me here was to get me alone with him. Wow. He had to pluck me out of my, of my life and bring me 9,000 miles away and set me down in a, in a pandemic in a foreign country and, mm. and get me alone. And so really quarantine, I think is what really kind of sparked, which opened my eyes to, okay, he has me here mm. to be with him. And those two weeks were just very fruitful. Um, in my, in my walk, I feel like I had a lot of revelations. Um, I let go of a lot of stuff. Um, mm. forgiveness was something that really washed over me in quarantine for all the people of my past that have hurt me. Mm. Um, and, and forgiving myself for things that I had done, um, in the past to people and to myself, um, and to God. And I had my first fast during quarantine and that I felt like a lot of strong, there were just a lot of strongholds that I, that I've had, I feel like, and I feel like some of those were broken through that prayer and fasting, um, which, which was just really encouraging. And so quarantine was, was very, very awesome in that mm -hmm. sense. That's great. Yeah. I, I was so excited about everything that you shared and so um, encouraged to that you started a blog and you were writing, mm -hmm. you were, you're documenting this. So I think that's, you know, how I feel about journaling and writing things down and that 
is so powerful and your words are being shared with a lot of people. And I know they encourage me greatly every time I read. And it's just so neat to, to hear about all that he's doing. And I love that you have it written down because you'll, you won't forget. It's, it's easy to forget sometimes, right? The things, and it's impossible to write every single thing down. Uh, Cause God, we can't, it's God's so big. We can't put him in a, you know, contain him on a page, but to have little glimpses of that as stones of remembrance to go back and read and see all of the work that he's done in you, in us. It's just, there, there's, you can't put a price tag on that. That's invaluable yeah. to have it written down. So I'm so, I know you did a lot of journaling during that time and praying mm-hmm. and reading and, oh, it was just, I, I, I was just overjoyed with what, what you shared and what he did. So that was yeah. the start, right? That was the start. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what do you, what's next? So when this was in May that you went there, May of 2021. Mm-hmm. So now here we are, how many months later? Almost seven, almost seven months. Okay. Um, so yeah, so the, the first six months were really hard mm. and were really, really hard. Um, I was, if you would have talked to me in October, I was coming home. Mm-hmm. I was coming home in April. I was gonna, I was coming home. I was, I was, I was done. Um, yeah. I was really discouraged. Um, I felt so alone, um, physically alone. And I think just where a little bit emotionally, I just, it was just a really hard, um, first six months. And I was kind of trying to play God in my own life. I think <laughs> oh, I wanted, really? we don't you know, do yeah. that. <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I still had four stores open that weren't supposed to be opened. I, I tried to line things up telling myself it was from God, you know, so like it served me, my flesh, my flesh, um, mm-hmm one of the biggest things that I feel like he's knocked down is I cannot serve my flesh and him at the same time. Mm. Um, I can't. And, um, being over here, he's really knocked down my desire to serve my flesh. Um, one of the big, I think it was in acts. Um, Paul says, um, I no longer consider my life of any value to myself. And now I am, I am focusing on the ministry that Jesus Christ has called me to. And that verse really has, has really stuck with me and has really convicted me and kind of helped me change my entire perspective on, on my life. Um, it's no longer about the flesh, my flesh and my wants of my own flesh. It's, it is all about what Jesus did for me on the cross and for everybody else on this planet and what he is calling me to do to serve him and further his kingdom and to serve the, the ones who are not being served. Mm. And so, um, I really feel like that's kind of the, the big thing that he's teaching me. And then it has just flowed into every aspect, um, of, of my life. And every day I tell, I tell you almost every day how, wow, 
he changed this about me or he taught me this or this has changed. This is different. It's just constant and it's yeah. great. It is just truly a transformation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's so uh, encouraging. It's and and I love that you're sharing these things. And uh, I know I feel convicted personally when I listen to you, the things that, you know, the way that he's refocused your priorities and the boldness that you have. And um, it's very encouraging and inspiring, but even convicting at the same time. And, and my, my good friend Sue reads all your blog posts and she says every time she goes, wow. And she, she just, every time she's just amazed. And she said, I always leave feeling convicted after I've read it. So that's a good thing. Yeah. You're living your life in a way that is, um, it's definitely a reflection of what, of, of his heart and, um, and our calling. Like that's what I, that's what I picture. You just, you, you've grasped a hold of your purpose and your meaning and your calling and what he has created and designed you to do all, you know, all of us to do, you know, to, to anyway. So it's exciting. So I, I would love for you to share a little bit about, um, the day that you went to, I think it was Bangkok for a conference. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Share that story. Yes. Um, so my good friend, Mecca, um, who works at my school with me, um, she, we had talked a little bit. We both were in the same, God is so sweet to me by putting girls in my life who were, were kind of going through parallel things, you know, like we've, she and I've talked about how we really just feel the iron sharpening iron. Um, we both are, we both came to Thailand for some reason, you know, that's mm -hmm. the thing. Everyone's here for some reason. And mm -hmm. I love to ask people, why are you in Thailand right now? You know, and and she and I, I feel like we both got here. We both kind of took our eyes off the Lord a little bit, not like in crazy ways, but this is a brand new fun place. So we're traveling, we're having fun. We're, we're, I, I didn't go to church. I didn't go to church the first five months I was here. I didn't step foot in a church. Yeah. Granted, I couldn't, I couldn't for a long time because we, right. we've been in total lockdown for a while. Um, Anyway, so she invited me to go to this anti-human trafficking conference at her church that she had started going to, and she liked it in Bangkok. And me, her, and two other girls were supposed to go together. And I don't even know how it all happened, but all of them ended up not going. So I went by myself. Um, I went by myself to this, <laughs> to this conference. Yeah, and and there's it wasn't a coincidence either because God needed. God just needed to get me alone. He just, he did. And so I was at this conference and there was a bathroom break. So I was, I was just walking to the bathroom and on the way out of the doors, I saw this merchandise table in this thing that caught my eye was it looked like an Arizona shaped charm. I'm in Bangkok, Thailand. And I think to myself, there's just no way there's no way that that's what it is. It must just be a square or something, you know? So I walk over there and I look closer and not only is there an Arizona charm, but there is also a Thailand charm on the same necklace with a little <laughs> heart in between. And I'm stopped in my tracks. I'm staying at it. I'm like blinking, you know, I'm just 
utterly confused. I'm just confused at this point. And I pick it up and want to read what it says. It says at the top, it says, love, disciple, send. And I'm standing there and I'm looking at this necklace and I realize, or I just, the two places God has called me physically to go to was Arizona and Thailand. You know, back in 2015, I dropped out of school, broke up with my boyfriend and moved to the West coast to live in Arizona. And what the faithful, fruitful time that that was, was awesome. And I really feel, I understood at that point that God used Arizona to prepare me to come to Thailand. Mm. And, and I could look back on when I was faithful in Arizona and the fruit that came from that, it encouraged me here. And then it also was kind of him just telling me, Hey, you're exactly where I want you to be. I see, I see you. Yes. I know you, I love you. You feel so alone. You're going, you're going through, I was going through hard things when I went to this conference, I was, I was not doing well when I went to this conference and it was just the physical, tangible thing that I needed from God to, to just really light a fire inside of me and to really remind me that, Hey, I see you. Yes. And I have plans for you. I had plans for you in Arizona. I have plans for you in Thailand. It was so, a personal moment for you. you yeah. Yes. He is such a personal God and he, yeah. Like, like everything around you just paused and it was just him and you and him mm-hmm. saying, I see yeah. you. I mean, and who you, we laughed about this, who would want a necklace with Arizona and Thailand. And, you know, we were, we're from Arizona. That's our home state. And you live there, but so I would want that necklace, right? And I love to, I have a heart for Thailand. You would want that necklace, but how many other people would really, so why, why was there an Arizona charm on this necklace? So exactly. what's, the, what's the story? It was, yeah. It was, uh, well, so the story is um, Bridget and Dana Metcalf. They are the pastors of ICA, International Christian Assembly, um, which is the church I've been going to. And they're from Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, They started a church in Tucson and she actually, so Sealed is is the ministry, the anti-human trafficking ministry, and they put on this conference. And so it was a Sealed conference. And she started Sealed in Arizona because her friend was abducted, uh, or her friend's daughter was abducted in Arizona and was tried, tried to get trafficked. And she was pastoring this church and she just realized, she said, I can't allow this. I cannot allow this. And she didn't realize there was a red light. I mean, right down the street from her church. She didn't know in, that in Arizona, in Arizona. So, so she said, this is going on. And this is this, I have, I have to, I have to battle this. I have to go, I, you know, I have to fight this. And so that's was kind of the birthing of sealed. And then her and her husband, were originally supposed to move to Thailand, I think 25 years ago. And their mentor told them, God's telling me, no, that you need to wait. And so they, 25 years later, they were sent to Thailand um, three. So they've been in Thailand for three years at ICA. And so um, they're from Arizona. They wanted to go to Thailand, but they just waited and waited and waited for God to send them. (laughs) Um, And now they're here. They spent 
the majority of their time in Arizona discipling college kids. Um, that's that's where um, their their heart is, is they love to disciple, love disciple sent. And so that that's their mission statement. And um, and so, yeah, I, I went up to her after after the conference and I said, well, I asked her, I said, why, why do you have this? Cause I didn't know anything about, I didn't know anything about her. And, and then we ended up talking and I just felt like God asking, telling me to ask her to sit down and talk with her more. Cause I was mind blown and yeah. mind blown that, that these worlds collided this way. Yeah. So what was going, what was going through your mind at that time? You said you wanted to sit down with her. You wanted to get a little more information. Did you, um, was there anything else going through, through your mind? Like, were you feeling like maybe God was speaking to you about anything at that time? Or were you just kind of curious and looking for more information or. Well, so I had been, I've been reaching out to human trafficking organizations, um, Tamar center, which you and I did work with before they, they did not, they were not welcoming to me coming in, um, and visiting them. And it felt, felt very hostile, which was just weird. And so there were just doors, doors were not being opened. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had already, and I don't know why I did this, but I had already accepted that I'm not going to get to do any work with human trafficking. Um, I'm just going to finish out teaching and go home and go back to my own life. And, and, you know, Mm. this is just season. Um, this is just a fun thing, a paid vacation that I'm get to be on for a year. Um, and so I really just, it was more just God telling it, just telling me, Hey, you just, you need to sit down with her. I, I really wasn't even thinking much of it. And I honestly didn't even wasn't even sure if I wanted to ask her that I'm like, mm-hmm. this is kind of weird. Like this is kind of on a whim, you know, like I haven't even been, haven't been praying about it mm-hmm. the way that it should have been, you know? So I, I wasn't, I really just felt like God was telling me to sit down with her. Um, and then we ended up getting coffee a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just told me her, what sealed is, um, what, what her vision for sealed is. And then that, that's really what kind of got the ball rolling on my involvement, uh, with the ministry. Okay. And since you've gotten involved, what are some things that you feel God's been speaking to you or teaching you or what? Uh Oh, I hope this audio is okay. It's doing weird things on my end. Um, what, yeah. What now? What's he been speaking to you and teaching you since you met her? What, when did you meet her again? Do you remember? It was October uh, 15th that we met at the SEAL conference. And then it was October 31st on a Sunday that we sat down and had coffee. And she just wanted to hear my heart. Um, and we actually just sat down yesterday to talk about some things and we were talking and she was like, I thought you just wanted to volunteer on Saturdays when we first met. She's like, that's really kind of all that I thought you wanted. So she didn't, she just shared sealed with me on, on that. The first time we met, not the wider scope of what her and her husband do with the church and different ministries at the church. Um, and so when we sat down to talk, something that I've said long before I came to Thailand was, I want to go to Thailand. Um, I want to work with victims of human trafficking, 
I want to get the qualifications that I need to come home and maybe open up a coffee shop or a bakery um, because I love to serve. I'm a really good server and I want to help women in prostitution learn different trades. Mm-hmm. That, that really has been my, my vision since before I got to Thailand. And I didn't tell her that because we were just talking about a lot of other things and I just, it just didn't, I just didn't say it. And she says, well, I want to share my vision with you. She goes, you know, there's this corner building on, on the red light. Prom Pong is the red light that we uh, work on. She goes, it's old Hooters building is, is what it used to be. And she was like, I, she goes, God has, this is our building. She goes, we're praying for it. We are claiming it. This is our mm-hmm. building. She goes, I really want to open up a coffee shop and, oh you know, like, and, and, and teach these women how to, you know, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, you yeah. know, like, okay. And so it was from there that I, I started. So every Saturday, um, I now go do work with sealed. We prayer walk in the mornings around the red light district and a couple Saturdays a month, we go back at night and we minister to um, the people that are out. And Thailand right now is still very locked down. The bars are not allowed to be open. Um, they're not supposed to open until mid-January now. And so the red lights have been shut down. Um, they're still going on underground, you know, but it, 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 they have been shut down uh, mostly for, for a while now. And so... Um, and so it looks a little different right now than it normally does. Um, but so we, that's, that's their ministry at at night. And I started to just go to church on Sunday and on Saturday. Well, it takes me about two hours to get to church because I live so far away and I don't have a car. So they let me stay the night with them. And Bridget actually asked me to spend a weekend with her and her team so I can just get to know them and they can get to know me. Um, so we can see kind of if I fit into the ministry and, and, and stuff like that. And so it started with that. And then I have not missed Sunday or Saturday since. Um, and the team, I just, I gel with the team very well. Um, we just get along great friend, great friends already, lifelong friends that I know I'll have. Um, and then God's just been, giving me confirmation after confirmation after confirmation that this is, this is, this is what he has been calling me to do for 11 years. And for a while I was ready to go home, but then he reminded me, you've been praying for this for 11 years and it has now almost fallen into your hands. You're going to go home now, you know, like you, you're going to go home and, you know, I think I'm scared. Yes. I think I think I'm scared that yeah, this is it's been eleven years and it's been out of my reach and it's here. So I think I'm scared, scared to ask people, you know, for money if I, you know, just to support me doing this because it's you know not paid. Um, but God has just given me confirmation after confirmation that this is what He's calling me to do. Um yeah. Wow. Okay. And so you Right, uh, right before we started this, dad was on, dad was on here because you had texted us, I think this morning or last night that you had some, uh, news, some exciting news to share with us. So it's official, right? So go ahead and share 
What, what's yeah. next, Courtney? So what's next? I'm going to teach one more semester of school, which will go through October of 2022 because my lease and my gym membership in, in my town. Um, and I really want to be with the kids and, and I love my school and I, and I just want to spend more time at the school. God's really, really blessed me with an incredible community at school. Um, but come August, I'm going to move to Bangkok and I will be living, um, at the apartment that Bridget and her team live at. I will be rooming with my great friend, Rachel. Um, and then probably a, a new girl. I think there's a new girl coming in as well. Um, and I will be living with them through October or well, I'll be living with them. I'll be working at my school through October and then I'll come home to America for a couple of weeks, maybe a month just to, you know, see friends and family. And then I'm coming back and I will be a full-time missionary, um, with ICA for a year. A year is the first, I'm going to commit to a year, um, mm -hmm. long and I will be not only getting to work with sealed, but I will be doing prison ministry. I will be doing children's ministry. I will get to do, um, slum ministry. I will get to do, um, mission trips to Nepal, to India. There's gonna, there's, there's so much. And I will get to be really involved with the church. And I, I just could not have more peace about any yep. decision besides giving my life to Christ mm -hmm. that I've, I've, never had more peace about a decision. Um, I know that this is what God has for me and what he wants for me in my twenties. Um, and it still feels like surreal saying it and it still is so far away, but I, I know that this is, yeah, this is God's will for my life. And yeah. he has me, I love where he has me right now, even though there's no Whataburger <laughs> that that I don't have a car that I no one speaks my language that it's very hot you know even though like I'm not comfortable mm -hmm. physically I just am so com I just feel so surrounded and just so loved and just so supported and I just feel so at home yeah. ready to ready yeah. to to do what he's whatever he has in store for me. I don't even know. I didn't even yeah. know this could happen a couple months ago. I would not have thought that this would have been coming out of my mouth. Yeah. You're right in the center of his will right now. Like it's just exactly where he put you, where he wants you and he's making it, he's like crystallizing it, you know, making it more and more, um, confirming it more and more and making it very crystal clear to you. Yes. And, uh, you know, of course, as your, as your mom, you're my baby and I miss you. And, and I, you know, would love to have you, you know, you lived with us for a while and it was great. And I loved seeing you every day. And it makes me sad that it's, gosh, it's still a long ways away. October is, but <laughs> I couldn't be happier. Like I just, to know that you are walking with him and doing the things that he has called you to do all these years ago, you know, and, and from afar, I could, I could see that and, uh, to, to, um, to just see it all come to fruition and, and the struggle that, that, you know, that you went through that we went through, you know, along the way and, um, how God's just poured out his grace and his mercy and, um, 
just what he's doing. I couldn't, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that you're there and that I just, I just have such joyful expectation about what he's going to do. I've already seen what he's doing in you, but, and what he's doing through you too, administering to already the stories that you've shared and the people that you've met and the lives that are being impacted. And just to think that you're just now, you're just getting started with that, you know, so exciting. I'm so excited. Thanks. Thanks. I'm too, I'm scared, you know, and that's, and I feel like a big thing that I'm going to learn is this is a big testing of my faith, I think is going to be mm-hmm. through this, especially the finances. I was talking to Bridget about, I like to have my finances in order. I like, you know, I like to, you know, I, and having to rely on others and ask others, you know, cause I can't, I can't, I can't support myself. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't, I'm going to have to have the help. And so I'm, I'm excited just to see how much further my faith just is going to grow before I even get started. I'm going to have to have a lot of faith and that's going to be testing. And, and, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited. I am too. Yeah. Such, such joyful expectation. I'm just, Mm -hmm. and, and at the same time, just kind of to maybe kind of wrap up and circle back to the theme of the war rooms and battle that we're in. It just so happens that my Bible reading a couple days ago, right after I had asked you if, if you could, if you wouldn't mind me interviewing you for part two of war rooms, Mm -hmm. um, it just so happens that I was reading uh, this. I'm going to read the, the verse that stood out. It's about being in a battle. We do not wage, this is uh, 2 Corinthians 10. We do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And uh, that's something that I'm just going to be praying frequently over you because that's what you're doing there. You're demolishing those strongholds. And you mentioned that just recently, the most recent experience this last weekend when you were um, in the red light district, how you could send, you just, you use that word battle. You're like, it was, it was just a battle. You could feel it. Right. Mm -hmm. And the oppression and the strongholds that are there. Um, and in this, in the devotional that went along with my reading for the day, talked about, uh, the author referenced three things that are God's weapons, three, uh, like God tools that are used for smashing those, you know, strongholds and tearing down anything that comes against the the truth of God. And one was prayer, obviously. Uh, We've talked a lot about that. And and then uh, the other thing was uh, the gospel. And it mentioned that we should be preaching the gospel to ourselves. And you've talked about that a couple of times. I've I've seen it on your blog and I've heard you in conversation say that to me. So I wanted you to expand upon that just a tiny bit as we finish up. And then the third weapon that was mentioned was unity. So if you could expand upon those two things, because I've heard you talk about those, uh, how God's really taught you a lot about those two things. So if you want. Yeah. um, Preaching the gospel to yourself. I I heard the first time I heard that was, it was at, I think it might've been Runks at church camp Mm -hmm. back in like 2000. 
10 or 11. I, I can't even really remember when it, when it was exactly, but they said, you got to preach the gospel to yourself every day. And I didn't really understand that. Um, but then now being where I'm at, I have to constantly remind myself one, who I am, who God is, what he did for me mm. and what it means for my future. And, and I, I have to constantly remind myself because when I don't, then I lose sight of, of the, of my purpose. You know, when you, yeah. when you read, when you read the gospel, it is, it's just a blueprint for how we are supposed to live, mm. how we conduct ourselves. And, um, one thing that I, that I've heard recently, I was listening to the dare to be podcast that you um, told me to listen to. And Natalie Grant was saying before she says something, she thinks like, is what I'm about to say, um, is what I'm about to say, um, oh, like a whole merit to the gospel or does it, mm-hmm. does it, does what I, is what I'm about to say back up the gospel or something along those lines mm-hmm. of just the gospel, the gospel is everything to us, mm-hmm. right? It's everything yeah. to us and how we're acting live your life in a manner worthy of the gospel. It's what I'm saying, a reflection of the gospel. And um, I've just realized being over here that that is, it is who I am. You know, I, I am a wretched sinner and like God is just so good. And he just did the ultimate. No, there's no greater act of love than like what he did for us. And for me on the cross when I should have been on that cross, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it just humbles me and it reminds me of, you know, I'm there. I've heard it and I know it and I believe it. And so I need to go share it. You know, this it's what set me free. It's what lets me get up in the morning and wash myself with grace and mercy. And without the gospel, I don't have that. And that's mm. sad. And, and so I want, um, want to remember constantly. So I don't want to forget. It's easy to forget. Yeah. Amen. To go back. Yeah. So yeah, it propels you forward. It's your whole purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's everything. Like you said, it's everything. It's mm-hmm. what gives us hope and it's what we can bring to other people to give them hope. It's our only hope, right? Yes. Oh, so good, yes. Courtney. Okay. And then the last thing that he talked about was unity and you were sharing a tiny little story before we started recording about the last, your last experience, I think with mm-hmm. the field team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Bridget, we meet, um, we meet before and after we, we do ministry so we can pray and so we can talk and debrief after and just prepare before we go. And this last time there just, there had been some heavy things on her heart recently that she'd been going through and something she said to us. Um, she said, she goes, I have a fear of the Lord. She goes, I have, I have a fear of the Lord. And she goes, and if we are not unified as a team, um, she goes, then we do not have authority to walk into battlegrounds, um, red light districts, spiritual warfare. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm not physically seeing it, but my spiritual eyes are seeing it. And the, the battle that this, that above us, over the souls of these people in the red light district, you know, it's a battle for their souls. And it is, 
it, it is a heavy battle. When I, when we did our ministry last on, on Saturday night, we went through this one street and it was, I, I never felt, I never felt that kind of demonic, heavy spiritual feeling that I felt. I mean, and all of us, we could see it on each other's faces immediately. Yeah. Cause it was really the first time a lot of us had, had, had seen what we saw on Saturday and it, it was powerful. And it, and it made me understand why Bridget was saying, we have to be unified. We have to be spiritually prepared to go into this battle. She's like, we cannot come into this unprepared. And so, um, and ununified Mm. because it, I mean, I was instantly scared when I was walking there and I was like, for a second, I felt so alone because I, I just, the eyes that were on me. And all of us, just the eyes that were on us and the the, the oppression that we walked into, mm. it, it was just a lot. It was a lot. But then I looked around and I saw my team I saw my girls and I'm like, okay, okay, we, we got, you know, we can do this. Um, but it, so you, we have to be unified because yeah. yeah, we are going into battle. We are waging war for, for the, these souls, you know, that Satan is so good at latching on, latching mm. on to people, especially when they don't have the hope of the Lord. And whenever their hope is not in Jesus, they don't know, you know? And so, um, yeah, it, it just really, I now understand what she was saying. Yeah. It's a p- very powerful weapon. And I think you're probably experiencing it in a way, in a, in a very profound way that maybe you haven't here in the States. I don't know. I just, I said, mm-hmm. I just sense that what you're sharing is just, it's on a different level maybe than anything that, you know, you've experienced here mm-hmm. the, on that team and just the, the mindset, the leaders that you have there. I think it's, it's pretty, pretty exciting. Yeah. And it, I am excited and it makes me want to be really prepared so that when I do walk into, cause I mean, there's one street open. This is, this is a big district and this is one red light district mm. in Bangkok, in Bangkok, you know, like this is one. And we were down one tiny street with, I think there were maybe eight or nine bars that were open. And mm. that was, that was it. That was one street. And I like, I walked out of there just one tired. It's <laughs> spiritually tired. Yeah. Exhausted. But then just like, okay wow, I have work to do. Wow. You know, like I, I, I am, I'm a warrior over here. I mean, I, you should be a warrior everywhere. That's, yeah. that's what it, right. And that's a whole nother thing that, that God has taught me, but, um, especially over here when, when it's that present, mm-hmm. when, when the, when those kind of spirits are, are that present, I, it made me realize, okay, this is not just Saturday night going to the, going to pray through the red light district. You know, it's, okay, no, we're good. We're walking into, I have to make sure I'm not vulnerable. I have to, you know, that's Bridget, why she makes sure that you have to be in a, in a, in a good place because I mean, they, it's attack after attack walking through, walking through that. And Absolutely. So, so, yeah. Yeah. You are. Yeah. That's a, uh... That's a heavy a respons- responsibility and um, yeah. you've got to be 
ready for it. And it sounds like you're just being equipped and, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's neat. And, and to think about to, um, you know, being, being equipped and prepared, but like she said, going in with that authority, you've got, you've got that authority Mm -hmm. because of the gospel, because of who you are, because of what you proclaim, that's empowering. Mm-hmm. Powering, you're gonna see, you're gonna see strongholds break. You're gonna see lives change. You're gonna see captives set free. Yeah, you know, we you not see it every single time, but you, you're gonna see that, and that is exciting because let people's lives are gonna be forever changed. Yeah, and we, that's we've been praying. Um, we've been praying. Um, Luke 10, 19, I've given you the authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. And, and we've been claiming, you know, the streets of, you know, of, of that red light and um, praying that. And then Isaiah 61, we've also, the last couple of times we've gone, we've just been reading it and just praying it and praying it. And, you know, it says the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and to release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. And it just goes on and on and on. And, and, and I, it's- I'm smiling because those were that verse right there was one that um, God gave our team uh, when we went there in 2010. <laughs> from Isaiah and it was written down and it was one that I think we had a ring, you know, I made us little mm-hmm. scriptures and just to hear it again. And to, to know that you're back there proclaiming the same mm-hmm. in this, you know, in, the, in that country. And, Oh, it's just truly full circle. It's so yeah. wonderful to see Courtney, what, what God has done in you, what he's doing through you, what he'll continue to do. And I'm just so um, humbled and proud at the same time, if that can be a thing. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's really all, I just can't even begin to thank him enough. And Mm -hmm. every time I think he can't, or every time I'm done thinking that he's going to show some, so show me something in some random way or obscure way, he just, comes in and like rocks my world again. And, um, <laughs> I'm feel like I'm humbled every single day over here. And I just feel like I am just wet clay. Um, yeah. and I just, I want, I just am ready. I'm, I'm just ready to keep learning and just to keep being humbled and just to keep serving. Um, just cause it's just needed over here, needed everywhere. Right. But needed and I'm here. So I'm that's like, right. I'm, I was I'm just going to say, that's to where you are. That's where you are. Ready, yeah. ready to be used. Yep. Here I am, Lord, send me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, okay. So this has been so wonderful and I, I hate to uh, end, but we probably need to wrap it up, but yeah. there we go. Can you tell us the name of your blog so that anybody listening, if they want to read about your your journey there, your travels and your, whatever God's been teaching you is mainly what you write about. Yeah. Yeah. I have a blog that's on WordPress. Um, I think it's called Coco's adventures. I think it is. 
Um, I'll put the link to it in the message notes for the podcast so that any, if anybody wants to get there, they can, they can look it up. I'll put the, the link in there. So, and I would, uh, if you're listening, I would highly encourage you to check it out because, um, it, she is my daughter, but <laughs> I say this, um, not just because she's my daughter, she is an excellent writer and, uh, writes things in a way that really make it come to life. And, and, and you're going to learn a lot from what Courtney has to say. So thank you. Coco, yes. has to say. <laughs> they're, they're pretty long. That is one thing I know I need to, they're pretty long. So that's thank okay. You to who reads them because they're, they're, they're long, but it's worth it's the read. Therapeutic and it. Oh, yeah. Always worth it. it. So, Was there anything yeah. else that you want to say or share that we didn't talk about today? I think just a word of just encouragement for, for everyone. Um, I, when I was deciding I wanted, when I thought I wanted to come home, something that God spoke to me was if you go home, your life will still look completely different and will be sacrificial. Um, even when you do go home, you're never going back to your old self. Um, your mission I, everywhere is, is your mission field. And even if we're, even when we're in America and it's comfortable, you should still be living a sacrificial life and you should still be serving those around you, the poor, the needy, the widows, the orphans. And I just really feel like that is what God is. That's one of the, one of the most important commandments. I feel like that he is, you know, commanded us to do is to take care of those people. And so it's easy to be comfortable. And over here, it's easy to see the oppression. It's easy to see the poor and the needy. So I just encourage everyone to just open their eyes, open their eyes and look for ways. Um, when you're in your own home, you don't have to go to Thailand. You don't have to go across the world to, to experience, um, you know, God's, God's heart and, and God's calling. Like it's, it's it's everywhere to everywhere um and so just to just go find it go find what god's calling you to do go find the people that god's calling you to serve and just go do it it's so rewarding and it's just fulfilling and that's what we are meant to do here that's what we're meant to do that's right oh what a great way to end thank you for that encouraging word that's perfect that was perfect well thank you courtney Thank yes. you. For this. this was wonderful. This yes. was so Thank you for having for me. Thank you. It was I great. Love you you encourage me so much, and your podcast encourages me so much, and your prayers are. I know you intercede on my behalf, and I know God's listening. And I just couldn't. I could not. Could not have asked for a better mom and a better role model and a better friend than you. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I <don't. laughs> Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, honey. I just love you so much. I'm just so proud of you and, and couldn't ask for anything better than what you what you're doing right now. I'm just I God's best. I just this is God's best for you right now. And it just oh, it just makes me my heart rejoice. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you. <laughs> thank yes. you. Thank you. I love you so much, Courtney. You are a light in my life. 
you have been since day one and I just you are a light I just love you I love you too so much moi (laughs) 